chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and, and uh, verse number 16, we will, we will read that, and then we will turn over to Hebrews chapter 4, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and uh, verse uh, 16, the Bible says, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And then Hebrews 4.12, For the Word of God is quick. That means it's living. That means it's applicable for this generation and future generations as much as it was for previous generations. It is, uh, it is a, uh, some would call the book alive, but it is certainly living. For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I don't know if you've noticed in our song selection tonight, we, we uh, selected, in, every, in all three songs we selected, uh, had to, to deal with the Word of God. Standing on the Promises has to deal with the Word of God. The Old Book and the Old Faith has to do with the Word of God. And uh, Thy Word have I hid in my heart has to do with the Word of God. I want to talk to you tonight, not so much preaching, but just want to have a burden... Uh, for messages that uh, are so very practical that we can actually take them with us when we leave. Amen. I'm not so much interested in how bombastic uh, uh, someone preaches. I am interested, and I can take the truth that's being preached and take it from this place to my place and apply it in my life so that I can be more like Christ, I can be more usable, that I can walk closer to the Lord. And so I want to talk to you tonight uh, on, this, uh, on the subject of Scripture memorization. Now when I say that, I am going to be 60-something this year. And there's something that's happening uh, that I've noticed. It's kind of like an old, uh, I kind of relate my memory to an old dart out of a dart gun. You know, how the, the rubber on the dart gets kind of hardened and no longer has any uh, flexibility. And so when you shoot it on a glass, it'll pop on that glass and then just fall down. That's the way it is a lot of times when it comes to the Word of God and me trying to memorize Scripture. So when we talk about Scripture memorization tonight, I'm, I'm here to attest to the fact that it don't get any easier, but it isn't any less important. When, we come, when it comes to the Word of God, we, we as believers need to understand how vitally important it is to absorb, meditate, memorize just uh, uh, just bathe ourselves, if you would, in Scripture constantly because we're being bombarded with untruths all the time. 
You know, in our society, we have so many inventions that you can get up in the morning and push a button, and and several other buttons throughout the day, and you could and you can have uh, um, philosophies and music uh, that that carry philosophies and talk shows and and all kinds. You can have that non-stop all day to where it can literally prevent you from thinking. By the way, the devil wants you not to think about the Bible. He wants to capture the attention of your mind so much so that you will be of no earthly good for the cause of Christ. That's his goal. He knows, if you're saved here tonight, He knows that it is absolutely impossible for Him to remove you from the hand of God. Your soul is eternally secure in Christ. And, and, uh, and so we can rejoice in that, but the reality of it is, when we get saved, God doesn't shoot us up to heaven immediately. Have you noticed that? You're still here? And sometimes the thought does cross at least my mind, Lord, why am I still here? Right? Uh, sometimes uh, when we go through troubles and, and uh, valleys and just difficulties and heartaches and heartbreaks and people disappoint you and, um, you know, you, you lose confidence in, 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 uh, uh, in people so oftentimes, you... Uh, you you kind of wonder, Lord, am I even am I is there any am I having any effect here on the, for the cause of Christ? Why then why am I still here if I, if my circle of influence is so small? Yet God does have a plan, and just because sometimes, well, let me just say this more more often than not, we don't see clearly uh, in the short term uh, of His plans. We can rest assured that He still has a plan for us. We are not, uh, and I've said this so many times over, over the ministries, we are not mass-produced. We live in, a, in an era of mass production, but God did not mass-produce us. We are individually created. In other words, uniquely. You are, you are, there is no one exactly like you. When God created you, there's, uh, He didn't say, okay, I'm going to make 15 uh, Mark heirs. No, there was one Mark heir. And because there's only one, God has a specific, unique, and individual ministry uh, for Mark heirs that, that honestly is set aside, reserved for Him. Now, uh, some... Uh, uh, some are going to uh, be, if you would, more productive in, in ways of ministry than others, but it does not mean that a person who does not uh, win a million people to Christ is still not effective and still cannot be used of God. My point here uh, this evening when it comes to uh, ourselves, we, we need to understand that we are uniquely individual. There's no other Dan Roberts in the world, and everybody said amen. I'm unique. I'm in, I am an a, a individual that cannot be replicated. Amen. Uh, with all my flaws, I'm still a unique 
individual that God created. Dan Roberts has been created before I was born, if you would. I'm talking about in the mind of God. God had already, in His mind, had 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 uh, the day that I was going to be born. By the way, I was born in 1954, one of the hottest summers on record. My mom was telling me that she spent most of her summer in front of the fan. In those days, we didn't have air conditioning. And so she, uh, no wonder she didn't want me. Uh, she couldn't stand for me to be around her. She, you remind me of a, I have a bad memory when you're around me. No, I'm just teasing. Uh, but uh, I'm unique. I'm individual, and so are you. And so we, have, we need to be real careful when it comes to comparing ourselves with others. Okay? Uh, we need to be careful when we're comparing ourselves with, uh, in our walk with God. We need to be careful about comparing ourselves with how spiritual we are with others, to others. Oh, I'm more spiritual than him. I'm more spiritual than her. I don't do those things, so therefore I am more spiritual. Uh, what a terrible uh, trap to get yourself into because it's very, it's very uh, deceptive. If we're going to compare ourselves with any anyone, we need to compare ourselves to the standard that's given to us, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. We're all we all have not arrived yet, Amen. We're all struggling in some area. We all fall short in in the areas that we even are are maybe proficient in, and so uh, we need to be careful when it comes to. Compared, comparing ourselves with, with someone else. But tonight when we talk about the Scriptures, I want you to understand that even though you may have more difficulty memorizing, you and I still need to strive to memorize. So let me just give you some things here. Uh, 27 things. We'll be done here in just... Not, not quite that many, but let me give you some reasons to hide God's Word in your heart. And then I'm going to give you some suggestions on how to memorize, okay? Um, good intentions always fall short unless they're applied, unless there's some feet to our, our intentions. I have, uh, I have good intentions a lot of times. But if I don't purpose to do those things that I intend to do, so oftentimes they they just fall by the wayside. And so when we talk about Scripture memorization tonight, I know that we're going to be reminded of, of, of memorizing Scripture. For many of us in here, no doubt you have had uh, periods of time in your life where you have been serious about memorizing Scripture. Uh, we could probably take notes on somebody in here who could probably memorize a hundred verses in one year. Good for you. I mean, I'm serious. Good for you. Um, I'm to a place now where I'm I'm uh, waning uh, on my previous memorized verses. Um, I've lost uh, so oftentimes the reference, and now I'm losing the actual words, so I have to turn in the Bible and stop trying to quote them because my memory is failing. It does not mean that I cannot memorize. It just means I need to work a little harder. It doesn't mean that uh, 
Uh, I'm going to forget all the scripture. It just means that uh, uh, in the process of time, uh, as we as the aging process uh, continues to work, uh, we need to be uh, reminded that what we once had may not always be there, especially if we don't use it because of the old term, what you don't use, you lose, right? And I, I think that maybe perhaps that some of my lack of memory of Scripture is the fact that I haven't used them as often, specific passages, verses. And so I just want to tonight, I hope that by the time we're done here, and I want to challenge you and encourage you. Let's let's try this one more time, can we? Let's try to get back on the on the road to scripture memory. By the way, if we're thinking about scripture, we're not thinking about things that we shouldn't be thinking about. Amen. Uh, if we're thinking on the Word of God, then we're thinking rightly, and God tells us we need to be thinking right. Whatsoever things are pure and honest and just, uh, we, we need to be thinking on those. I can't think of any, anything else that possesses all of those characteristics the, than the Word of God. And that we need to focus our attention on it. And so, uh, as Americans, we have a laziness about us because of our, our convenient society that we live in. But Scripture memorization, nonetheless, is very important. So let me give you just uh, some things here and then. Uh, we'll go to the house. Hopefully, we'll go to the house with this tonight, and we can apply it in our lives. Reasons to hide God's word in our heart is because number one, it is the surest thing we have. In First Peter chapter number one, Peter there is uh, talking about uh, the Mount of Transfiguration experience when he when he and uh, James and John went uh, up on the mount. Jesus was there and. And uh, all of a sudden, the Lord Jesus uh, was transfigured before him, and they saw a glimpse of the Lord's glorified body there. And we know the story about how Peter wanted to build three uh, uh, three altars there, and uh, anyway, the Lord had to shut his mouth there for him. And uh, uh, but he made reference to that experience. And I'll just be honest with you. Uh, experience is good, but it is not the surest of things. The Word of God is more sure than our experience. You say, how do you know that, preacher? You, uh, you, find, uh, you find a couple that's been married 30, just say 40, 40 to 50 years old, and have them tell of an experience that they had 30 years ago. They, they will not agree. No, that's not the way it happened, George. And, and all, both, both perhaps experienced well, the story that they're telling, but they cannot, uh, they, they, they can't come to agreement on all the actual facts. So when Peter here is speaking about the experience on the mount, he goes on in verse number 19 of Second Peter chapter one. He says, "We have also a more sure word of prophecy." Whereunto ye do well to take uh, heed, uh, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your heart. He's referencing there 
the very written Word of God. We have a more sure word of prophecy. We don't have to uh, uh, doubt that, uh, uh, that the Word of God is going to change uh, uh, in one iota concerning the, uh, the events, concerning the times, concerning the individuals, what, who God used, where they, uh, where they were, what uh, capacity that God used them in. It is a sure word. We can trust this book above all. That's why it's important for us to, uh, to uh, uh, memorize the Word of God. It's because it's the surest thing that we have in our possession. Number two, that the reason we ought to hide God's Word in our heart is so, uh, to guard our heart from sinning. We, we sung the song, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against Thee, found in Psalm 119, verse number 11. Uh, there is uh, there is truth uh, to the uh, uh, fact that there's power in the Word of God. You know, God when God creates us, He creates us with a conscience. And uh, uh, you know, I, uh, when a little child uh, does wrong, and uh, they know they've done wrong, and you question them on something and uh, about what they've just done, and, and you can tell based on their conscience whether they're guilty or not. Amen? Uh, but, you know, you can, you can um, through our willful disobedience, uh, our stubbornness, our hard-heartedness, we can literally uh, uh, sear our conscience to a place. In other words... Just like you you uh, you burn your tongue on some hot fluid, sometimes how you your taste buds are are incapacitated for a while, they don't work for a while, and eventually they uh, they start working again. You can do that to your conscience. You can sear it. In other words, you can you can cause it not to work like it was designed to work. It you can do things that doesn't bother you. You know that's why we have Christian nudity camps. What preacher? Uh huh. Christian nudity camps, and they will say to you, "Well, hopefully not you." Uh, God made me this way. This is God made me this way. Why shouldn't I? Why shouldn't I? I shouldn't be ashamed of this. This is what God made. What does that tell you? That tells me their conscience is here. Listen, there is a there is a um, A shameness. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. It's not, it's not a shameness, but when a person is naked, there, listen. There's a there's a shameness that comes over there over them. That's why when Adam and Eve uh, partook of the forbidden fruit, all of a sudden they realized they were naked. And what happened? They hid themselves, and they uh, they sewed uh, together. The Bible says they sewed together some fig leaves. And uh, uh, even though uh, they did the best they could, it wasn't enough. God made them a coat, and we could get in. We could get off on onto what true nakedness is today, but that's that's for another time and another uh, message. But most Americans today don't even know what true, what real nakedness is. 
I mean, um, what goes on, what's, what's uh, displayed today on, on the average American is shameful. And, uh, it's, and, and what happens is when we start down that road as a society, where does it stop, right? Guards our heart from sinning. The Word of God. Not only is our conscience given to us as a deterrent to sin, but we can, we can harden our hearts to a point where we can even step over our conscience. We can sear. We can discard it. But aren't you glad that God gives us the Word of God to, uh, to support uh, this matter of uh, uh, restraining uh, ourselves from sinning? I'm glad for that. You know, uh, I'll just tell you, when, I, when we hide God's Word in our heart, and all of a sudden we have an urge to sin, and I'll just tell you, I'll just tell a story on myself here. I love, love to talk about myself like every other preacher does, right? But there, there have been times in my, in my life where I've kind of lost my anger, lost control. And uh, you know what? One of the verses that comes to my mind the first thing when it, when that happens, the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. You know what that verse does for me? It causes me to calm down. Wait a minute. Even though you might think you have a right to be mad, and you have a right to take vengeance upon uh, somebody that's done you done you wrong, I have no right uh, for revenge, first of all, or to take uh, vengeance upon anyone, as Brother Boer preached on this last Sunday. I don't, I don't have a right to, uh, uh, to think that, uh, that my anger is acceptable if I'm, going to, uh, if I'm going to pour out my wrath, so to speak, on someone else. Oh, yeah. Because because I have a I have a heart that's filled with uh, uh, with a lot of bad things, and what comes out of my heart is from that fallen nature. Um, so the Word of God is there is is a wonderful tool that God has allowed for us to be put in place to help us, to keep us from sinning. Number three, the only spiritual food by which the Christian can grow is the Word of God. You and I cannot grow without this book. As newborn babes do desire the sincere milk of the Word that ye may grow thereby. We find that in 1 Peter 2.2. 2. Uh, that's how we grow. As a, that's how our spiritual growth uh, takes place. By the Word of God. How, how, uh, uh, how grown up are we? Well, ask ourselves this question. How much of the Word of God is a part of me? Does the Word of God control my thinking? Does the Word of God control my actions? Does the Word of God control my mouth? I believe the writer of Hebrews said in, uh, uh, concerning uh, spiritual growth that uh, the Word of God is uh, given to us so that we might grow uh, and grow in a, at, a, at an acceptable rate. It's, uh, he says there in Hebrews, and I cannot obviously tell you where it's at right now. Um, 
Ah, I'm sorry, I'm right there. Chapter 5 of Hebrews. Uh, for when the, for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such a need of milk and not of strong drink. For every one that uses milk is unskillful in the word of God, uh, uh, in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Now, what's it talking about there? It's talking about the word of God. Talking about, uh, it's talking about uh, having the Word of God in our lives. And that starts by memorizing. That starts by meditating on that. Letting the Word of God seep down into our hearts to change our thinking, to change our actions. Number four. Uh, reason to hide God's Word in our heart it, uh, because it shows us the right direction to walk in. I don't know about you, but every decision that I've made without God has always been wrong, the wrong one. I'm batting a thousand. Minus. I have never made the right choice apart from God. I've always, I've always uh, taken the circumstances or... Or uh, just, uh, you know, I just feel like this is the right thing to do. That's not. That's not what you want to go on. You know, the Bible says in the, uh, in, in the Psalms that, uh, that he that trusteth in his heart is a fool. Boy, have I, have I been a fool over, over the years. Foolishly thinking that, oh, I just feel like this is so right. You know, it reminds me of an old song years ago, and I don't mean to bring this up, but it just shows the philosophy of the world and how oftentimes uh, as, as believers um, we're, we're right in that same boat when it comes to uh, being led. We, we're thinking we're led of the Spirit, but there's an old song that says, If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. And I'm not going to ask who all knows that song. But what in the world, what in the world is that all about? If if it's wrong to love you, tough. I'm going to love you anyway. You know what? There's so many times that as as believers, we want to do. We have it in our minds to do something that that we feel so strongly about. We don't even care if it's wrong because we feel so strong about it. We want it so much. We want it to happen so much. And, and so, consequently, what happens? We do it. Well, Psalm 119.105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That's why we so important for us to memorize Scripture so that we might know uh, the direction in which to go, that we might make the right choices uh, that God has uh, shown to us. Because if we don't, we don't want to be left up to our own heart's lust. Number five, the Word of God arms us against the devil's deceptive attacks. We find in Ephesians chapter 6 the, the command to put on the whole armor of God. And that is in reference to the Satan's attacks, his wiles, his deceptive darts. Uh, darts of doubt. Boy, how many times has he filled our minds with doubt? Uh, you know what? You know how to counter doubt? 
get the Word of God in your heart and mind. Get the Bible in your mind and heart. When you feel like God has left you, that God is nowhere around, let the Word of God speak to you the truth, the absolute uh, 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 truth when He says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That is God's Word. That is, uh, that is the Word of God that counters doubt. When God says that, uh, uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. He's speaking of, uh, of provisions. When we, uh, perhaps we're going through a lean time, and uh, all of a sudden we're wondering, doubting, uh, Lord, well, do you care? Do you not care about us? Well, what, what's going to happen here? I mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I may starve to death or, or whatever, and God's going to say to us in His Word, He's always going to take care of us. He's going to provide for our needs. He may not provide for our greed, but He will provide for our needs. What kind of a father is he if he would not provide for his children's need? Now, I don't deserve anything but, ju- but judgment from God, but he promises. And so I can, I can accept it. I can trust that. I can trust God. I can believe his word. But if you don't know his word, when the devil comes to you and says, yeah, God doesn't love you. Look at, look at what you have to go through here. Look at all the, look at all the things that that is happening in your life. And if God really loved you, He wouldn't, he wouldn't let you go through this. And, and so if you don't have the resource to counter doubt, guess where you're going to stay? You're going to stay in the pit of doubt. I've never known any believer that is filled with doubt that can do anything for the cause of Christ. Never have. Put on the whole arm of God in Ephesians chapter 6, 11 through 17. Do you know when uh, Christ was tested or tempted uh, in the wilderness by Satan, do you know what uh, the Lord Jesus said to the devil? Did he say, listen, buddy, I'm God. You better get out of here. How dare you tempt me? He didn't say anything like that. All he did, and this is a great lesson for us, he quoted Scripture. He quoted Scripture. Now, the reason he quoted Scripture is because he hid God's Word. He hid the Word of God in his heart. And the devil tried to twist the Scriptures like he did in, uh, in Genesis with Adam and Eve uh, concerning uh, the care of uh, the Lord Jesus. And, uh, uh, and, and the Lord Jesus straightened him the interpretation of that passage out for him, helping him to realize... Or help him to understand, hey, you're not going to fool me with the Word of God. I know the Word of God. And that's the way we should be. And then number six enables us to answer questions that will be asked as, uh, of us as believers more effectively. Have you ever been in a situation where all of a sudden you find yourself in the, having an opportunity to witness to somebody? And we back away because we don't know enough Scripture you know one of the biggest reasons why Christians don't witness? Well, I'm just shy and timid. Well, you might have a personality that, that brings that into play. But the reason we don't witness is because we don't have enough Scripture. We don't have enough Scripture in our heart and our mind. 
it ought to be so prevalent in our in our mind that listen, it ought to come right out in our conversation. We ought not to have to have a plan of salvation. We ought to just have the word of God that gives man salvation readily. It ought to be right there. Person that talking about uh, anything, talking about a caterpillar. You know, what does a caterpillar have to do with God? God created that little guy. You know that? Just like He created you. Boy, there's a good spiritual conversation already from a caterpillar. The word, if the Word of God is flourishing in our hearts and minds, we won't have to pump ourselves up to go witness. We'll just witness because it's right there. We'll have courage to witness because the words that we're giving is not my words. It's God's Word. The gospel, uh, the power of the gospel is not how we, uh, uh, you know, how we present our speech of a uh, plan of salvation. The power of the gospel is the gospel message that brings a lost soul to their knees in repentance and faith. And if we, if we would understand the importance of memorization, I, I believe it would literally change um, our direction and where we're going right, even right now. Now, let me give you some things here. Very practical. not going to keep you now. Very practical things that I believe will help you to memorize Scripture. If you, uh, if you are one here tonight and you realize that, hey, th- this is one area that I have really let slip, or maybe you've never even uh, started, uh, started or purposing in your heart to try to memorize Scripture, first thing you, you and I need to do is ask God to help you hide His Word in our hearts. And this is not talking about just rote memory. I'm not talking about, when I say memorization, I'm just not talking about rote memory. I'm talking about allowing the Word of God to become part of us. Okay, That's how we know it's, it's in our hearts. I have memorized Scriptures and I've forgotten a lot of Scriptures because I just memorized them. But allow the Word of God to become part of your life. You will not forget it. Uh, so, so ask God to help you, first and foremost. And then, number two, start a Scripture memorization list. In other words, in order to start memorizing Scripture, you need to know where they're located. So, here's a good way to start. If you've never started a list of Scripture memorization, there's all kinds of books and things I hear to, uh, that, and programs that you could use for Scripture memorization. I forget what... Uh, what ministry there used to be for Scripture memory. But anyway, there's a very effective uh, memorization uh, way. But, uh, uh, but for, uh, what I would do, and this is what I do, is I, when I come to the Word of God in my devotions, I always come with a pen and paper. Uh, if you do not come with a pen and paper in your devotions as you read your, as you read your Bible, you're, uh, you're not even able to check the box for the daily reading. But you're not ready to receive anything. You're not expecting to receive anything. So come with a pen and paper. 
And then as you begin to read, as you've actually asked God to help you today, give you something from, from His Word, help me to grasp and understand what the Word of God's saying here, all of a sudden God's going to show you a verse that just really, just really moves on your mind and heart. Take that pen and write that reference down. This is a reference. This is a good possibility of a verse that I need to memorize. I want to memorize. That is so good, man. What a good verse that is. Well, I need to. I need to memorize that verse through your Bible reading. Uh, you can just in your normal devotional Bible reading, daily Bible reading. Uh, as you listen to sermons, I've gotten some. I've gotten some good verses. Just listen to preachers preach sometimes. Man, they they quote a verse of scripture. I said, "Oh man, that is." And God would take that verse of scripture and just penetrate my heart with. It. I said, "I want to know. I don't want to forget that verse. I'm going to memorize that that verse. I'd write the reference down." You may already have some verses that you'd like to memorize even right now as we're talking about this. If you do, find them. Right. If you're able to find them, write them down. If not, you'll have to maybe get a, a concordance or something and try to try to find them that way. But uh, uh, but uh, when you when you find a verse that you that really speaks to your heart, write that verse down. Uh, uh, and then later on, when you uh, when you have uh, the uh, the means to do so, get you some three by five cards. And on one side, write in big letters the reference of that verse. And then on the opposite side, write the verse out entirely. Make sure that you uh, write it correctly. Okay, don't leave out a word. Don't add a word. Make sure you, you write it correctly. Uh, so start a scripture memorization list. First of all, first and foremost, pray and ask God to help you to hide the Word of God in your heart. Then start by making a list. Uh, then, before you just leap off into the deep end as you've just written,